Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. God is reconciling the world to himself in Christ and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have won over your brother. If he does not listen, take care, take one or two others along with you, so that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell the church. If he refuses to listen, even to the church, then treat him as you would a Gentile or a tax collector. I may say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I may say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything for which they are to pray, it shall be granted to them by my Heavenly Father. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there can I, there am I in the midst of them. The Gospel of the Lord. I'd like to uh, recount a story in the life of one of my favorite saints uh, related to the first reading. And uh, this saint, I believe, was the greatest man possibly that lived in the world in the 19th century. His name was St. John Bosco. Uh, I think anyone who's ever studied the lives of the saints, uh, I've studied some saints in my life. On a human level, I don't think that there's any saint that, w- that had more human gifts than John Bosco. He, he could take a walnut and crack it with his fingers. I mean, imagine that. With a wall crack, one of those devices is hard to do. He could take it and he could crack it with his fingers. So he, on a human level, he was very strong. Uh, he could have been uh, the best in Barnum and Bailey three-ring circus. I mean, he's just talented in so many areas. Uh, uh, like uh, he had a photographic memory. He had a photographic memory. Maybe some of you have it, but it hasn't been developed yet, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, he was a founder of the Salesians, the male branch and the female branch. If you've ever been to Europe, he was instrumental in building the most beautiful churches in Rome and Turin. In Rome, it would be Our Lady Help of Christians. In Turin, it would be... Uh, in Turin, Our Lady Help of Christians in and Rome's sacred heart of Jesus. Uh, he was so busy that God had to communicate to, to him in dreams. We have the famous dreams of St. John Bosco. Uh, he was, uh, when I was in Italy, they said that they studied his Italian because he wrote with such lucidity and clarity, St. John Bosco. 
He wrote the life of Saint Dominic Savio. Good to read that, Saint Dominic Savio. And when a saint writes the life of another saint, there's an added blessing to that. Um, and uh, he was brought up and raised without a, uh, without a father. So unwed mothers can take him also as a patron saint because his father died when he was two years old. So he had a very holy mother. But uh, this is the story I like to tell. When he was in seminary, starting to become a priest, his best friend was Luigi Camolo. And he admired Luigi Camolo because he practiced more penance and mortification than John Bosco. In other words, he would discipline and fasting and all this, and, and Bosco admired him for that. So they made a pact that whoever died first, the other one would try to pray for him. Camolo died before he was ordained a priest. And Bosco was praying for him after he died. And he died, he was probably only about 20 years old. After a day or two, Bosco was in the dormitory of the seminary. And all of a sudden, he was, he was awakened and he heard this loud voice. Bosco! Bosco! I'm saved! I'm saved! Bosco! Bosco! I'm saved! I'm saved! And before that he heard like a horses and buggy being dragged dragged through almost as if we were through the seminary. So that actually came before he heard the words Bosco, Bosco, I'm, I'm saved. The, the force, the impact of that was so powerful that Bosco could barely get out of bed for two or three days. Wouldn't it be beautiful if when we died, we'd be able to say, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. What do you think? I, I would love to hear those words. Tommy says, I'm saved. Jim says, I'm saved. Mom says, I'm saved. Mike says, I'm saved. Wouldn't that be beautiful if we'd be able to say, upon dying that I am saved. Because when the rubber hits the road, it really is the only thing that really matters. Whether you live a long life or a short life, it doesn't really matter. Whether you have money or you're, you're poor or rich, it doesn't really matter. Have you ever seen a U-Haul van following a funeral hearse? I haven't yet. <laughs> so what matters is for us to, uh, to die well. I once Googled in what is the most what is the most quoted Shakespearean verse? Can I tell you? All's well that ends well. That was one of his works, All's Well That Ends Well. That's the most quoted verse. And it's quoted often in American English language. I think we can apply that to our death. All's well that ends well if we if we die well. So um one or two suggestions. St. Alfonso Liguori, one of your friends, says this. The person that prays well will be saved. The person that does not pray will be damned. And the person that prays little jeopardizes his salvation. Augustine puts it this way, your friend Augustine. 
He who prays well, lives well. He who lives well, dies well. He who dies well, all is well. Amen? <laughs> like that one? Yeah. It'd be good, it'd be good to say it in Latin, right? In the original Latin. <laughs> he who prays well, lives well. He who lives well, dies well. He who dies well, all is well. It's a good one, isn't it? No? So the last suggestion I, I would make is this. Uh, this morning I spent about two hours writing a blog article. And I, what I did was I wrote it on, I'm giving, going to be giving a course on St. James. St. James. No? Mm-hmm. And one of, the last, one of the last verses in the five chapters, don't go to the sixth chapter because there's only five chapters in James, okay? Is he says, that there, is there anyone sick among you called the elders? Elders. The elders, which means the priests or presbyters, so that they will come lay their hands upon the person that he will be healed and freed of his sins. That's the biblical verse that substantiates the the anointing of the sick, James chapter 5. I think it would be a good idea to pray that before we die, we receive the sacraments. What do you think? Not only receive the sacraments, but to receive three sacraments before we die. In this order. Confession, anointing of the sick, then after that, the apostolic pardon, then after that, the Eucharist. What do you think? You know, it, 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 also there's a, there's a great advantage to have a, a priest as one of your friends. What do you think? Think that's good fire insurance? What do you think? <laughs> Even more to have him as your brother or your son, right? <laughs> or your friend, huh? Because, you know, if you receive those three sacraments with the apostolic part, there's a good chance that you can go right to heaven. Because the apostolic part, you know what that is? You get a plenary indulgence. So, let's pray that let's pray that when the Lord calls us, we be able to receive those three sacraments. Good idea, Tommy. What do you think? Yeah, we we go to confession, and you make the anointing of the sick, the apostolic pardon, receive holy communion. Wow! For many years, I've taught confirmation uh, kids at about your age, and I once asked them, "What would you like your last meal to be?" One kid said. A Big Mac. Another one, they're Mexican, tacos. No. Another one said, well, Domino's pizza. One person, one person in that class said, I'd like my last meal to be Holy Communion. That was me. <laughs> because, hey, Father Broom, yeah. <laughs> one upmanship, huh? I'd like that to be my last meal. Would you prefer that or a pizza? I think it would be best to receive Holy Communion. Because what does Jesus say in John chapter 6? Yes, there is. Well, John, well, you, Catholics tend to be biblically illiterate, right, Jim? <laughs> Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever eats my body and drinks my blood will have everlasting life, and I'll raise him up on the last day. Hey, that's a good promise, isn't it? So to receive Holy Communion... That's a good sign that we're going to go upstairs as quickly as possible. So why don't we pray in the Mass.
for all of us and our loved ones that uh, when we die, we go to heaven. What do you think? Let's pray. Let's pray that we can die, even even avoid purgatory. What do you think? I think it's a good idea to pray for that. You know, pray that when we die, that we'll be ready. And the Bible says only those who are perfect in love will go to heaven. Let's pray that we grow in love so that when we die, we're ready to meet our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.